2: We would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. A we're tougher than Together
0: we're weirdo-we're hey, Oni. Hey, my love.
2: Hi, um, I wanted to. Th- talk to you about something yeah um I read an article about um you know just like keeping things spicy you know with like for, for, oh, how do I explain it um like you know You're like scaring as, me I, I don't want to scare you but you know like how like we've been you know podcasting you know just like the two of us it's been sort of like a insular situation you know and sometimes yeah. I don't know, I was just read. god, I'm shaking. I'm so nervous to talk to you about this. Um but sometimes, you know, as things go on, you sort of redefine boundaries a little bit. Uh-huh. Do do you kind of know where I'm going? Like redefining boundaries? But it's got to be safe. Like everyone's got to feel safe. Like you got to have like the right. Okay. You got to talk about the boundaries, I guess, you know. <laughs> are you are you are you
0: talking about like like swinging? Like like
2: well, I was just thinking within this podcast, you know, scenario. Like, if we met, you know, a cool couple, right? You know, okay. where we, we liked them both, and you know, we all felt safe. Like, right, we could, right. you know, just okay. get them on the mics and just, you know, have a good time. So it's like
0: not like an open podcast, but it's like a what it would it be? Would I guess tr-
2: it's like it's like polyamorous? Polyamorous, right. okay. Podcast.
0: There's all like right. extra well, who, love to what, go around. What couple would would be good for us? Do you think?
2: Let me introduce you to. Him.
0: Here's our sweet, sexy, new open relationship <laughs> open
2: podcast, swinging couple, yes. Brett Gelman Hi. and Ari Diane. Hi oh. everyone! <laughs> oh my god! I think Hi. we chose this well. Is very Exciting! I think Hi. we chose <laughs>
3: hard and wet, wet and hard.
2: Hey guys, thank Wait, you guys for being gentle so with quiet.
1: us. Quiet. Right.
0: You like to
3: really hear it.
1: I do. I- or is it ear damage? That's the oh, question. Oh, I know. I'll the tell you. Oh, when I'm in the car with my younger brother and I'm playing things that. A normal level. He's like, Can you turn it down? And that gives me such severe anxiety because I'm like, How fucked oh, up I are know. my ears?
3: No, but that's like his anxiety. Like, that's <laughs> not from ear damage. Go to an ear doctor if you want to find out, like, how much you're here. Cause I was very paranoid about it for a while. You? And then I went to an... and then, you know, you, I mean, certain, you would say, like, Oh, what's wrong with your hearing? And then I would go, I went to an ENT. And he tested my hearing, and it was not that bad. He's like, "Yeah, you have minimal damage."
2: Have you done the professional cleaning where they pull out Ooh, the full like chunk I, of wax? I, and that
3: and it's and not not good. I hear it's
1: also like messes your equilibrium up. Or
3: like something. at a party, I can't like hear when people are talking to me because it's like you know. And then I was, so I was like, "Okay, so I, why is this happening?" And he was like, "Oh, because." your brain is going so fast when you're there. You're like just basically smart. or Or, or you're yeah, just experiencing, no, I'm experiencing <laughs> social anxiety.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. And
3: I'm like, oh my God, yeah, because it's just like, they're, yes. you're not even from like, being nervous of socializing with people, but just like being in an environment where music is playing and there's so many people and people are talking to you and everybody wants a piece of me. yeah, Yeah, And everybody sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, you know, when
2: you look back on your younger years, like I I think of one of the most self-destructive moments I ever had that I, my, it sends shivers up my spine. I remember going to see warrant, you know, she's my cherry pie. Uh Um, I was about 10 years old and, the PA system you know, this massive PA system at a heavy metal show. And I put my head up against oh, the no. PIE system. No. Because it was like, it was that age you're trying to prove how tough you are. Oh. Yeah. And um, it's a brutal I memory. It's like, I, mer- yeah, I, yeah, of course. I it's feel like repeated. I, it was so an act of violence yeah, against myself. When you know. I was
1: um, in my gay circuit party days. Ooh. Um, Woo. <laughs> yeah. Very fun. <laughs> um, I would, I was, I felt like, I mean, I was doing drugs hard drugs and having what? a really good time. I know. But I would wear, but I was always really responsible about my ears and I'd wear these like earplugs. And then uh, if I forgot them, I would go to the bar first thing and grab tissue paper and stuff it in my ears. And then when my friends were, were all high, they all want to talk and tell you how much they love you. Cause we're all on ecstasy and they'd like scream in my ear. So then I had to set a rule that if they wanted to talk to me, they would have to press on my ear first to block their voices, and then they could speak to
0: me. I love the responsible <laughs> drug fan. I, I, mean, I love that
3: <laughs> she well, wears, I'm like,
1: fucking
3: She's very serious about it. She wears noise canceling headphones when she grinds coffee in the
1: every morning. morning. I think people I don't do. realize
2: how hard it is to be a Jew and to love to party. <laughs> it is such a balance <laughs> we're to Oh no, I know. Time. No
3: yeah. ever. Whenever I've had like a major drugs night. <laughs> In the past, I mean, the next day I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? (laughs) Oh no, what did I do? (laughs) Yeah. No, I was very responsible
1: drug use, responsible for it. We used to like,
3: I mean, when I was a teenager, it was like, I was friends with like bad kids and they would like steal nitrous oxide tanks off of trucks or buy them from people who had stolen them and then throw these big nitrous parties. And I would do, you know, and you would... Fill the giant balloons and then, like, huff down Whip it. nitrous <laughs> until you passed out. You would Whoa. call it fishing out. Wow. And you'd go, like, your face would go blue and then you'd black out. For, and I'm like, oh, and then terrifying. the next day I'd always be like, oh, my God, what'd I do? What'd I do? Wow. How many brain cells? But d- I am really brilliant.
2: <laughs> I only did Whippers once at the Bowery Bar with Natasha Leone and Eddie Furlong. Oh, was it
0: fun? Yeah. Wait, you mm. only did it once? I yeah, thought Whippers. that was something what does it you feel like. That's
3: like, no. that's... No, because it's like, I mean... That's the thing. I'm surprised that you did because that is highly addictive. What does it feel like? Is it really addictive? In the moment it
0: is. But I love that you, Ben is very, like you like to, you did poppers once.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah. Oh you've done
0: them. Okay, I've I never had gay so, circuit like, parties. On oh okay. GHB, right.
2: kind of I did them in Pigalle in Paris. I was wondering I w- walked past the sex shop. But anyway, so I did the uh, yeah, I bought amyl nitrate once, but it's um I don't think I was you're meant to do it. It's meant to be a sex thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I, I, I did was, it right things. Uh, yeah. oh, right, to right. in a yeah. sexual yeah. atmosphere? I mean, yeah. I not well, for me. No, I, I was it just
1: it. doing it because I was like I want to I want to be like you guys, so I'm going to do it you yeah. guys, you know. The only straight girl at the party. I did it <laughs> <German> at Bergheim. <laughs>
3: oh, I did it at Bergheim. That's
2: where the, the guy sits in the urinal, right?
3: Um, and what, everyone like pees the on dealer? him? Oh. No, no, isn't
2: it? That's the German, in Berlin, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, it's open, yeah. you go all night. And yeah, yeah. I thought there was like a guy who likes to sit, like Troughman.
3: I mean, I didn't. I don't <laughs> think Troffman was there that <laughs> night. Um, I, you know, maybe. I mean, the bathroom is the place where you're supposed to do all of the uh, right. drugs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was with a guy that, or I met a guy that night, met a lot of people, like the guys who I went with left way before I did. And I did, yeah, I did a lot of drugs that night. And, and uh, like more than I had ever done in my whole life. But I mean, it was like, overall, I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever do that again. Did you feel your
2: sphincter loosen? After, after I did country. it, I was already She's on so much on stuff, so much but, <laughs> like, stuff you don't but I realized
3: know. that the guy who I was like hanging with, who like gave me that, I was like, and I hung out with him one time too in Berlin. Like we met up and like hung out and like, and I think he was like hoping that I would have sex with him. Uh. I think so. Like well, I was well, like, oh, we're well, just being fun. Yeah. <laughs> and.
1: Yeah. Was
3: he hot? <laughs> <laughs> was he hot? Yeah. He was good looking guy. Were you guys you know?
1: just in Europe? You guys were yeah, where just, have you guys just been? We were in Manchester. Oh. Yeah, we were staying in Manchester, shooting in the countryside Landing. a bit in
3: like Nudsford and Cheshire, you know, yeah. where the footballers live.
1: Wait, so you were acting? I had my acting debut. In the same thing? Yes. You guys are acting
2: together? Wow. Yes, yeah, so it she's... was very fun.
1: Brett um, was reading the script and he was like, there's a part for you. You should audition. I had Amazing. to go through the regular channel. Or of course, of no. course. Hey, hey no, nepotism. no nepotism in Hollywood. No. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, I a...
1: am fucking the abuse. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Is this something you guys can talk about? What it is, or is it secret? Yeah, yeah. America? It's.
3: Uh, I mean, I don't know how much we can talk about it, but um, it's with the producers of Fleabag. Oh yes, I read two about brothers. it. Okay, that's what that yeah. is. Cool. It's called entitled.
2: And you created this, right?
3: Um. No. Okay. No, Matt Morgan yeah. created it. Okay, it was from a seed of an idea that me, Harry Williams, and Sarah Hammond and I came up with. Who and they're at Two Brothers. Harry Williams and Jack Williams are the heads of Two Brothers. They started it, and then Sarah is you know very uh you know high up executive at the company you know run you know runs it too, and uh, yeah, we just came up with this seed of an idea at the. The night that Fleabag won. Where we were like, we have to, what, you know, what can we do after this? And sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, then they took it and they found, they met with writers about the seed. And then Matt Morgan came in and he had a whole fleshed out idea. It was basically like, how do we take like a toxic male type of character like Martin, but not Martin, you know, somebody totally different. And what happens after, you know, Martin is disgraced, you know, at the end of Fleabag, for those of you, uh, spoiler alert, for those of you who have not seen it.
2: That's Brett's character. Yeah, that's my
3: character in Fleabag that was uh, very popular or very, I don't know, you know, it was very... Anti-popular. It was (laughs) popular, I think. Right, I mean, yes, like a lot of people hated. knew about fairy, it. Very, very. I mean, it, it caught people's imaginations. It was imaginations, critically acclaimed. Right? Oh
1: yeah.
2: Oh, do you mean the show or the character? Oh yeah. Well, the character, no, the character. The show, the, no, the, no, the oh,
3: character. You made
2: what it. What
1: you made it sound like the are
0: character. You oh, I did. The character was also popular yeah. in the and I thought you were saying in an, in an anti hero. An, yeah. yeah, I know.
3: I mean, like, yeah, tons of people. There was all a lot of great
0: anti-heroes in that show. Yeah, That's everybody's a show an anti-hero, anti-hero, except for much. the the girl, the, the 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 woman who dies. But everyone right. else is right.
3: Yeah, for so yeah. anyone who hasn't
2: seen Fleabag, just watch Fleabag. Oh it's, it's a God. legendary piece I mean, of television at this yeah. point.
3: Uh, yeah, if
1: anyone. you haven't seen Thank it, you. Oh, are you living under a rock? Is yeah, the question. <laughs> are you
2: a flea? Yeah.
0: Or a bag. All right. So that's brilliant. You take the. I am. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah. And so, and then
3: it was like, and then he goes on some sort of Lynchian type of journey. Uh, Lynchian is in David Lynch, oh, the nice. filmmaker. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Who's that? Quite like, popular. Who's and that? Then, uh, you guys, if you guys popular. haven't yeah, heard yeah, yeah, of him, yeah, yeah. you well, should check him out too. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. E- equally polarizing, like Martin. Uh, one of my favorite. Oh my though. god! Sorry, <laughs> you guys. Uh, my dog knows, their how, dog to knows how to open a door. Oh my door. god! He let does. Me, let him that me, is he's annoying. Uns- I've <laughs> never seen that in my life. That's crazy.
1: That blew my mind. Whoa. He put. He jumped up on the handle and twisted it. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, cool! So, that was super impressive. Yeah,
3: very cool, dude. He's very um, cool. So then, yeah, Matt Morgan came up with this whole idea. Basically, like I'm this disgraced plastic surgeon whose wife dies on uh, suddenly. And I have to take her body back to England to her family, but uh, I have. She's always told me she's poor. I've never met her family, and then it turns out it's the aristocracy. So that's That's great. And then it becomes you know it's like a it's a gothic horror comedy. Amazing.
2: And Ari is your part. Can you say what you? Um, I can't really say too
1: much, but um, boy oh boy, (laughs) it's yeah. I can't say this. She's evil. I'm evil. I'm and not a And she's okay. going to be popular. She's evil. In this I'm going to be She'll so be popular, popular and evil. so <laughs> <laughs> naked. You guys can't even believe how naked I'm going to be. Oh, yeah.
2: That's so fun that you guys got to work together. It have you worked real... together? You've done... We we he... did a sketch together at a Largo thing right. we did. But have he, you done? he of...
1: um, directed yeah. a music video for me, but otherwise...
3: That was my yeah. directorial debut, was her music video. Is it, it fun?
2: Do you guys like working together? Oh, my God. It was we so love much it. fun. We yeah, we have a lot of fun. I
3: mean, you know, she's... Yeah. She's amazing. She's a genius. She's a, you know, born leader on set. You know, I can't wait till it's like, you know, always her thing and stuff like that because she carries this vibe. You know, uh it, it when she was on set, it was just like it, it was amazing. Like she had never done a part in a in a show before. Yeah, right. and, and it was and nobody knew that. Like everybody was like, what? Like, they were very this shocked. It was really fun. She I was my
1: first dance. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do <laughs> forever. Yeah. It was so much fun. I but know. You, do you, you like more? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. do. Because yeah, more than music, you like it? Or both? Well, it's yeah. new, so yeah. yeah, I like it more than music.
3: Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she, we study with the same, we have the same coach, uh, Martha Geeman, and she, I mean, she worked her ass off on the part, you know, she like, <laughs> I can't like get into it, but. She would do, you know, we were on these in these manors in England and she would be wandering the grounds a lot, like doing all this. Out in yeah. <laughs> Just absorbing shit. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: it was it was incredibly beautiful, but also terrifying. These grounds are terrifying. Cause yeah, I mean the vast land. And you're just thinking, am I going to stumble upon a body? Am I going to be that body? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there are houses
3: where people were like, hey, uh, I have this new idea. It's called white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's figure this out here. I mean, it felt like it was figured that was like talked about yeah, and yeah. invented in these living rooms. The worlds. round table of
1: white supremacy. Fully. It was just so yeah. crazy. It's just all these white faces on the walls and they all look so evil. <laughs> What? What's
2: the style? I'm just curious. Like, what style of acting are you guys st- like? What's the approach to? You said you have the same teacher.
3: Oh, I mean, you know, it's uh, she's a protege of uh, Sandra Seacat. Okay, you, uh, you told me. Oh about yeah, her. I've done a, I've
0: done a bunch of Sandra, C. but
3: she's Cat. also a member of the um actor studio. So right. there so it's is a couple different. Yeah, it's a couple different yeah. things. It's sensory yeah. and it's dream work and these types of things. So. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, the Actors Studio is, you know, the method, but the method is not what people widely know the method to be or think the method to be, which is always being in character. That's not the yeah. method. That's something else that, hey, no shade. I mean, that's cool.
0: I did a medieval uh, TV show in England for ABC, but we were shooting in England. Called, it was called Covington Cross. Did you ever see Excalibur? Um
3: it, no, it, it, but I know of it yeah. yeah
0: the who the Nigel Terry and Sherry Lungi I think that's how to say it. but they were anyway, I was such a fan of this movie, but they were my parents and anyway, it was a fun show because actors from the Royal Shakespeare Company would come on every week yeah but it was a dumb it became a very dumb show but we were filming <laughs> in um you know a castle and and Shepperton Studios but absorbing the the grounds and the area yeah. like that's sort of ideal like if you can be in that and absorb it but yeah well i did um greta ccat is the daughter of sandra right i did greta's yeah. classes i did two, yeah. one in new york and one in la but then i've done the polar opposite which is absor- which is just absorbing the material and not substituting because this person's idea was that it's enough and our imagination's enough. You don't have to pretend someone's
3: this your other brother. person you studied with, you mean?
0: Yeah, but I don't know who is know. that?
3: What, name him.
2: What do you name, Harry- name names?
0: Harry Master George. But um, he what a was great last
2: night.
3: Who's Harry Master good? George? Is he a big teacher? He
0: was a big te- His His biggest. You know, clients—is that the word? Was students um, students were um, <laughs> proteges? Oh my god, I'm so old devotees. I'm going to forget his name. Yes, devotees. Um, they like little cults.
2: Who's the who's yeah. the actor? Oh, the actor they so the who so, passed it, away?
0: It, who is cool. uh, Ray Liotta? okay and i don't know heather graham was in whatever but i've done yeah. the gamut of different and i love them all like but explain you his, thing, that's, his interesting, thing is like. just like for example a little kid if you say pretend you're drunk or pretend you're a king they could do it they would right they would never had a drink they don't need to drink to know how and they you know it's just in our imagination so he felt that you would just, uh, with active imagination, sort of. If you're Laurence of Arabia you're just sitting there and you're imagining the circumstances for hours this is what you're yeah. meant to do versus he was actually very anti um, substitution but I love both I think they're both and when push comes to shove I'll use anything I can yeah I Whatever, think like you have to have them
1: all in your tool belt and yeah. whatever's available to you in that moment yeah it's just yeah
3: yeah I mean that's that's There's the no thing rhyme or it's reason. like it's such an or, uh it's a truly organic art in in the sense and an unreliable art mm. in that we the thing that worked five minutes ago might not work right now, so yeah. you have to use a different thing yeah. in order to get into it. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, like uh, I heard this Ellen Burstyn story once. I took this class from this teacher who taught, um, you know, he was like a disciple of Strasburg. and uh, he told this Ellen Burstyn story of how she was on stage and she was it was three nights in a row of this play, the scene where she had to break down. And so she had found a sensory thing and she used it and that worked in the scene. And then the next night she did and she tried the sensory thing didn't work. So then she just went off of the imaginary circuit and, and the other actor, I mean, you know, the other actor was enough to make her go there. And then the next night tried both of those things didn't work. And then she just was like, oh my God, the press is in the audience and they're <laughs> going to kill me when they see how bad I am in this, you know, and use that. So, I mean, yeah. it's also like a thing that I I really use, a big thing I, I really use is that I just think that there is some cosmic thing that maybe I'm making up, I don't know, but where... What is happening in your life and on set is in a way indirectly what is happening in the piece.
0: Oh, that's cool. And yeah.
3: And then you so that way, you know, I was an EP on this too, so it's like super stressful at times. And people are like, How are you doing? And I'm like, No, 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 it's fine. That's a gift. Cause that's, you know, the stress that's happening with so and so right now. I can now take that into the scene cuz my character, I mean I usually play people and we all do. <laughs> I mean stressed. you're usually playing people who are who are stressed out. I mean, you know, they're trying to achieve an objective, a deep need, and they're stressed out about it or else why the hell are they? Yeah. In the the you know, do they do the, does the character exist if it doesn't need something? Yeah. Yeah. Together we're leader, we're leader together. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Something I love about both of you guys as performers, the balance of bravado, ego, but playfulness and humility. Ari, when I saw you at Hotel Cafe, I was thinking like, oh, I didn't realize you have also like a whole performance art thing going on in your live show. You're not just getting up there and singing your songs you're doing a character and you're yeah i don't even know what i'm asking between confidence ego look, humility I, performance how do we do it
1: um it's it's everything and nothing <laughs> it's uh, uh when i do characters on stage look that that whole like, performance art piece was well the genesis of it was that i had written these three songs that were very youthful and the production wasn't fleshed out and it just felt like you know bieber when he was 13 had written them and i thought there's no way i can be authentic to my brand as a 19 year old woman (laughs) (laughs) um and get away with this so i have to create i have to create a dream world where um i'm a 13 year old girl in my bedroom singing these songs and that's kind of how that because i did this bit where i was like the year is 2000 and i put on like little girl clothes and did this whole bit and um it was really fun and then you just have to fully lean in otherwise you'll be destroyed there's no there's no like teetering this like I'm still keeping my composure you just have to be okay with making a complete ass of yourself and then people love it because you've just committed to being a freaking jerk and uh, a lot of people can't do that so you have to be okay with embarrassment and you have to be okay with just there's an i'm a jew i'm okay with discomfort you know and and that's part of it i think that there's also something you can smell in authenticity so that um that feeling of like i'm i'm crumbling but i'm gonna lean into it and uh that that makes it fun you know
3: yeah i think it's like a full acceptance of like oh god isn't this all just so horrible (laughs) Yeah, you know that like sort of comes with the tribe you know i'm always like sometimes like jealous of people who exist in some sort of fragile anxiety and then are incredible artists because i'm like whoa what's that like you're like such a fucking mess but yet you're brilliant and you're on top of this thing whereas like if i was crumbling like that in that way, I mean, I guess I crumble in my own way. Wait, like know?
2: who's? An, what's an example of someone crumbling? I'm just trying to pick. Yeah, because also crumbling, crumbling, crumbling means something different. Like Joaquin
3: like, seems to me to be okay. crumbling. Yeah, you know, and then and you know is constant. I mean, I've, like al- naked, I've only, ha- I've yeah, only yeah, had yeah. a, a yeah. brief You're interaction a with him. You know, um, and I don't mean fragile in terms of like you know he's not tough or anything like that. I'm not insulting him. It's a compliment. Uh, Ross, it's just like Ross, there's a there's Ross, an ultra like. You know, sensitive, like, yeah, where you could, like... And I think that's part of, like, the excitement of watching him act. You know, like Montgomery Clift, I I bet, was like that, too, you know? Uh, Geraldine Page was like that. Just, like, this, like, whoa, what's going on? You know, and they're like, oh! And I'm like, I'm so aware of... The thoughts. Of of the (laughs) thoughts. But then, you know, but then also, I don't know how I come off. Because I think a lot of people think that I'm insane. So...
0: But they don't care about presenting, like, you know, like, making you feel comfortable necessarily.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yes. So.
3: Yeah. uh, I think, like, that's the comedian in me, too, is that, like, if I'm in a social situation, I'm like, I know how to do this and make people laugh. Because, you know, you sat in a bar night after night. And if you didn't do that, you, you know, disappeared or were destroyed. So. What's
2: your experience with that? Oh, I yeah, it was making me think of I just watched we just watched the other night Jonah Hill's just made this documentary on Netflix his about therapist, his therapist, right. yeah, like stuts, and there's it's it's pretty cool, but there's one bit in it that actually really affected me, sort of a, about this subject, where the therapist is saying the person who wins at the end, meaning like I think who has the fulfilled life, is not the person who you know everything's a success, or he says. It's the person who's willing to throw themselves into the cycle and eats the consequences. Mm -hmm. If it works, they eat the consequence. If it fails, they eat the consequence and they go into the cycle again. And I loved that. Just the I think the courage.
1: It's about doing. Yeah, it's it's like this. I don't know. We're also the self-preservation really is a hindrance for fulfillment. I think.
3: No, yeah, you meet those people who are like successfully floating on a cloud. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, go fuck yourself. And who you are know? you? Also, who are yeah, you? Yeah, who I are don't you? Know.
1: There's so many artists that, songwriters and people that I've worked with that are really talented, and then they do this thing on their online personas or when they perform. And I've seen them, and it's just such a letdown because it's all about like being cool and coming off as, you know, there's like this tepid kind of persona that they play that so, feels so inauthentic. It's like, I want to see you bleed. I want to see you be messy. I want to see, I want to see the ugly. That That's, that's gorgeous. Yeah, well, I you think know? it's
2: also like people start servicing their audience right. in a way that is like, in some ways I always feel, I, I wish I'd done that more because I always just followed my creative impulses and I never thought like a CEO about, whereas I would see, I'd tour with these other bands and they would be like, they'd play the little club. And then the next time th- you'd bring their friends and they'd be playing the theater. And the next time they'd play the arena. And then, they, and you'd realize that there was a very strategic type of thought to the way they were doing their career as opposed to just following what inspired them. But I do think it, it a little bit of that is okay because you do have to have strategy yeah. in your career. But if you do it too much, it just becomes, you become like like that one-armed guy in the M. Night Shyamalan movie, who's just got that one yeah. really big arm and the other one's really shriveled, because you've just exercised one set of muscles over and over and over, and it's not it's not humane. Yeah, I, I mean, the this.
3: the thing is, is that like what I just described of what I wish I was, I actually think that that is what I am. I think I am like messy. I am messy. Uh but yeah, but yeah, I
1: wait. Have you ever thought that you're not messy? That's I wanted no, to No, I guess dig, like I was like I think I level. like was just being
3: like really not self aware like, yeah, about yeah, like so, how yeah, I come off because like I remember John Hamm was like when Joaquin won <laughs> John Hamm was eh. like he was like, Yeah, he was like you're gonna give acceptance speeches like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna the one about the veganism, that speech?
3: No, like, just yeah. that like what you can you can feel Joaquin's like extreme vulnerability. Yeah. And I think that Ari and I have that. And, like, I definitely think, like, you as an actor and, like, communicating with them have have that, too. And then you have that, too. Like, I feel like the four of us are, like, authentically messy, you know? In a really good way. And that's what I like. That's what I like. I mean, the thing that you're talking about of, like, anybody who is, like, on the hustle in such a way, do you really connect to their shit? I mean, like, who is, like, ultra confident that you're, like, that's... There's very few people who can pull both of those things so, up.
1: I played a show in Glasgow a few months ago. I opened for an artist named Marc Rebier. And it was...
2: Oh, yeah. Wait, who Who is that? I've heard that name a lot. He's, he's really um, good, he's right? He's from
1: New York. He does this really kind of... Um, he's been doing this very cool experimental... Started off doing very bluesy things, and now he's... I don't even really know how to describe him. Just go listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's Yeah, he's a really cool guy. And he was on tour in Europe, and then he sold out the O2 in Glasgow. I happened to be in the area, so um, my booking agent was like, go oh, just take a train over there and do a do a gig. So I opened for him. Now, we are very different artists. And I mean very different artists. And his audience came to see Mark Rebier. So it was... I knew it was going to be a challenge. These aren't people who are familiar with my work. Um, it was in Scotland, and I'm a pop singer opening for a guy who did like almost like a live DJ set with a lot of improvisational comedic things. Yeah,
2: that, that's right. There's a little comedy it's in comedy, comedy does, right? yeah. And so
1: the yeah. reason that the agent thought we were a good match, he's like, you're really funny. You do wild things on stage. He's funny too. But I, I was prepared for the worst, but I also was like, I'm going to just do what I do. And I got on the stage and I I put my heart on that stage. And it was a fight, man. It was a fight because I had half the audience that were... So, I mean, it was 3,000 people. So there were a lot of people very excited and cheering. And then there was like one bitch who I zeroed in on right in the front with her arms crossed the <laughs> whole time. And I was like, I'm going to win. I have to win her. And I didn't win her. And I was I was so upset after the set. It was like that one you know i wasn't focused on all the people who were very into it i was fixated on the one asshole with her arms crossed in the very front and i hope she dies uh, that's all i just that's,
2: like, that's like a fantasy in a movie that never really like we did, did you watch the weird owl movie they just no, go, anyway there's a scene there's a scene in it that's like that where patton plays this you know, really like surly, and by the end of the song, he's like, "Yeah!" But honestly, <laughs> the, anyone that shows up and gives you that much shade, yeah. is not changing. It's, no, lost course. No, no,
1: no. <laughs> and and the the thoughts I had about her the rest of the night. I was just like imagining murdering her all night. I was like, "This is how I'm going to kill her. This is another way I'm going to kill her."
3: She- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I used to, I used to thrive, and I think actually too much at times uh, at making the audience feel uncomfortable, yeah. and that was something that like I, mean, I think it was like partially out of laziness at times. Where I was like, "Oh my god, I booked this show, and I don't really have a." thing to do tonight so i'll just be kind of awful and then hopefully somebody will do something in the audience that'll make me lay into them you know and do you feel um, less
2: you, you tap into that energy less now as you're maturing
3: i mean i like i just uh i don't mind pres- i know i like discomfort you know uh if it's something that is not incredibly alienating and it's not coming out of a laziness place. I think that that was like very much something about the alt comedy scene mm. coming up that like in the way that the club scene can get too desperate with humoring, the alt scene can do the opposite and be like, yeah, no, like, you know, everybody is, sna- you know, in the old comedy blogs, you know, everybody's snapping their fingers at how like not funny you were. And I was never, like, trying to not, to be not funny, but I would be like, let me see if I can (laughs) really just make this something that is not necessarily funny, but that is a moment that everybody is fully experiencing. But, you know, that often was dismissed by the audience, you know? Uh, Some people would take that away and love it, and then some people would be like, I'm a fucking weirdo, you know? Because they want to see Mulaney, you know? You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a C. John or like, yeah, yeah. or Reggie Watts, you know, people who are going Entertainers. to like have a defined yeah, yeah. thing and no shade on them at yeah, all. Yeah, of course. But like, you know, I, I was sort of like, let me push this because all of my heroes of comedy, uh, of, you know, stand up were people who in one way or another push something, whether it was like, you know, Pryor or, you know, Eddie Murphy, or it was. Kaufman or Steve Martin where it was just like yeah I mean I'm going to like go there. Uh and so yeah it's so I but I do like I do I'm like I should have like wrote more sets. But I was always kind of there of like to be discovered for acting. It was never like I was never like oh I'm building a set. I mean I I did one man shows you know, but I never, like, built, like, my 10 minutes, which that would have been so weird. I, yeah, you didn't
2: have, like, the stand-up dream. That you were but do you think doing, you'll you know?
0: go back, like, would if you had a br- break for some reason, would you go back to doing that in between?
3: I, I've been thinking about that a lot. We saw Chris Rock last night, and it was, like, deeply inspiring. Mm. He was unbelievable. And... Yeah, I've thought about going live again, you know? But, like, I think it would it would have to be, like, a show. Yeah. I'm not going to be somebody ever who is like, this is my 10. Right. And show up on a t- – I mean, that would be crazy yeah, now if I so... showed up on a t- <laughs> talk show. I mean, that would almost be a bit of, like, big, I'm yeah. here to do my tight 10 minutes on, you know, fast food and <laughs> – and air travel, but I think I think
2: <laughs> I think one person shows are getting weirder and more that people's palettes getting wider for different types of conceptual experiences. Yeah, yeah. With you know, just this, like with Jacqueline Novak's thing or what Neil Brennan's. It's like the, the these shows are getting more conceptual yeah. and stranger and containing different emotional beats in them than they. And they're crossing yeah. over
0: with just one person shows. The comedy ones are sort of blending with the... Yeah, with like the dramatic Carrie, character ones. It's the all the Carrie kind of, Fisher yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. people who do... Elaine Stritch. Yeah,
1: I have a dream to do like a like you know Bette Midler's. Yes, Divine Muslim, to do like a variety show with my music, but also my characters and bits. Let's yeah. I mean, that's I, a I no
3: keep. Brainer. I mean, she has to do it. Yeah, right? she that's mean, just a, no like a right or something. Just Bro, do I was it. Just saying. Yeah, that. and, and that's you've like, no got brainer. enough friends, just and you've got already... a bunch of guests to friends. come. Yeah. Are you guys my friends. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. come do
2: something. in L.A. That's that's one of the best things about being here. You can do stuff like that. and Try it. Well, I think like
3: yeah, I think the move for you would be. do that like a dynasty typewriter and then take it to like gold diggers Mm -hmm. you know and play it in like a music venue when like you've got all the bits ready to go you know and so you take it out of that group variety context put in a music context and then you know you take that audience that's been going to see a dynasty and plus more people who want to go to the music show and like do that there i think that would be amazing Sure. So yeah, I mean, I I still like I get like the invite from the improv like every night, and I'm like, yeah, but it's just like so weird. Like I don't think like I'm that club person. You know, I I was somebody who came up in a the theater, whether I was doing stand up or not. I never did the clubs. You know,
2: you came through UCB, right? Did yeah. You do, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's a whole navigating a psychological yeah. minefield of everyone's dreams and hopes and the politics and the whole Oh, insane. But yeah, well, yeah. look, look, uh, look at you. Look at you. Look at you now. At
0: Howard's got the last laugh now, Look at Sajid. you. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, I, mean, I will say
1: that on one of our first dates, Brett um, was invited to do uh, a UCB show. And I came there with... Um, uh, I just like didn't didn't expect anything it was the funniest oh I love it. I love he those he was movies, yeah. Brett was incredible amazing yeah well, incredible of course
0: <laughs> so we're fun. all incredible. such a great improviser <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're
3: all incredible yeah but that was like you know that was I think I became great at that and funnier Actually, and I know I'm contradicting it because I had so many fuck you shows, so many shows of like how can I drive the audience to just like hate me? Right you had that
0: too that hate i'm I need to I'm just starting to <laughs> learn how to
2: I'm just starting to learn how to make people hate me go <laughs> for it
0: and not worry about what people think because I would more either throw the race and like just mess up the performance so I wouldn't even get the job or something or play it safe because i was afraid of but you're also you kind of liked having the audience sort of hate you and also ben would provoke that would be my word i can't even do like an april fools for you one are so minute.
2: empathetic you're you perceive but any I discomfort that. in anyone you're talking to and it right. would be very hard for you to push someone deliberately into i'm that almost
0: space. like encourage my kids to like have terrible like boundaries, it, boundaries because that like one of their friends is uncomfortable. I'm like, Call them back, tell them you're sorry, and they're like, they were fucking awful to me, and I'm like, or I'm like, oh, then let's kill them. But yeah. you know, but, I yeah, yeah, I think it's, a, it's I admire like admire you guys.
1: I admire it. I uh I I want to win, but I want them to win for loving me, right? I don't right. want to be anybody. I want them to love yeah. me, and I know that I'm not an easy person to love.
3: Okay. No, but that's not true. I, I don't think you're an alienator. Like no, when you no, perform just, you bring I, people in and you yes. make people feel like they're no, part totally. of the party. Yeah, if you're it entertaining
0: is, people, that's you're giving you're giving to them. You know, right. you're you're giving them something.
2: That's so. I think that's where I was headed with when I initially brought this subject up. That I think when people see confidence slash arrogance, like whatever you say, that performing fighting spirit, mm-hmm. people don't often realize the immense generosity. Of the performer in being willing to be the sacrificial lamb Absolutely. in terms of risking that rejection or acceptance that it's it's incredibly vulnerable, even especially to play someone that isn't vulnerable. In it's a
1: also, yeah, and it is like a huge you're just letting it all hang out and, and you're it's a roll of the dice, <laughs> whether whether it's going to pay off or not. But if it does pay off, it's a huge payoff because you were so naked. <laughs> And performers
0: are doing it for the audience. Like sometimes I trip out on, they're doing this experience that the audience, like for people, which I, I'm a performer, so I don't understand people who are like, oh, no, no, I don't. Oh, I, I tried acting, but I'd never, I didn't want to do it anymore. I'm like fascinated. Like, oh, you, you became a writer? Like you don't even want to try it? Like I obviously still want to do it, but your are performing. It's called Trauma. There's so much
2: trauma in trying to be a performer. Yes, but you're
0: performing so that the people can fantasize that they're a rock star or they're a. The audience is like living through you. So you're sort of doing it. You know what I'm saying?
2: We are all so
0: generous.
1: We're so, so generous. Kind-hearted. I, have I, this, I had I had a moment. for the world? Right now, I just had a moment of self-awareness. I was like, we sound like the four biggest assholes <laughs> in the city. I, I didn't we are not worst." sound like I'm, I'm blushing. No, but all and of I mean, us I mean, did it. We I mean, did We're like, we're just so, no, no, we're being so self I'm, just mean, I, I'm so more terrible. just
3: like obsessing right now of how I totally lied that like I wasn't messy. No. <laughs> and like totally I have a question. Fragile and ready to crumble at any moment that i like, anybody who knows me right now incl- I mean including the three of you I'd be like you know like be like wow what a bunch of fucking bullshit no, has no, he no. gone insane oh no no it went too far no no he got,
0: you he meant, got too
3: much money meant, and he's no, like no. so not that I'm like ultra rich or anything like that but like yeah, no no, no. Like, you
0: meant you weren't messy the way that someone like Joaquin is and you're interested I mean, no but me, I might not, be I in my own like, way you're I think your own, I actually okay, am can I just in say my it? own you're, way
1: you're worse because you're a Jew too so. yeah yeah no He's
0: because Jewish. it's like really is Joaquin's Jewish is he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Joaquin What's is Jewish mother. his mom's Jewish Yeah, As no, grandfather. No. so I knew River and his grandfather Mike and my grandpa Benny they're you know Hungarian New York Jews and his oh. mom's a New York Jew Eastern European Jew Yeah, but why did I sound like an asshole I'm just you are the
1: sweetest most I don't think you sounded like earth. an asshole uh, at all. I, I'm just no saying I'm like, saying that the, the, yeah. the, this conversation uh,
3: is just but for the record just, for the record I am I am as messy or messier than Joaquin Phoenix
2: and I am intensely selfish <laughs> and I'm really giving nothing to the yeah, audience and don't care for works. their well-being at all
1: and I have a question for you guys okay I don't know why I thought of this yeah. maybe because we were talking about getting into characters but do you guys ever role play in characters for a very long time and and commit and stay in these characters? Yeah, we play we full do on. something. It's like it's almost clown <laughs> like because we play these absurd characters. That's and, so and, fun. Oh but but then sometimes it gets it gets too far, and we'll fully we'll have sex during these really silly role plays, and then I'll we'll just I'll break in the middle, and I'll just start cracking i we're in the middle of. Yeah. getting down and I'm laughing hysterically <laughs> wait do these hard. have
2: outfits and masks no 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 just, we no. just start like just characters no, just like we're you're just in bed like, and you're like
3: and I'm like hey and she's like what the fuck are you doing in my hotel room and I'm like I'm the owner of the hotel I saw you in the lobby earlier you like this place you like the room why, why the fuck are you naked I mean you know but
1: it's but it's, and it, but I'm it's like hey. it's, it's so comical and then one time I don't know, I was like his teacher and it was not appropriate. And then I said something, I'm not going
2: to say what I said, <laughs> but because I don't even remember but um, we but it's like if I'm gonna get canceled I want to do it on a bigger platform not than like this. that I was not his, like that I was his
3: college professor a this is a, I was his first was of all we are, and, uh, I, I was his college professor and I was not more... aware of the of the of the size of this platform at all I assumed it was large but it's only getting larger That's You great. know. Um,
1: but yeah it's very funny and then I mean I once was back. yeah
3: like in London I was like a prostitute and she like was like hey what? I love it like are you improv- working the,
1: Yeah, the use. Well, it it started the genesis of it was that we were at dinner one time and, and I was just pretending to be this just useless, horrible human being. And then he was and then we went through a two and a half hour dinner as these characters early on into our relationship i love that but it was we even went home and then like lazy it's fun because then you just completely get to say the worst things and be the worst person that's good i wonder what our characters would be
3: she was a teenager uh, a teacher once and i was a teenager losing my virginity is that cancelable enough That's really good. I I, I could be the gabai.
2: You know what a gabai is? You know the person that when you get called to the Torah, he organizes all the call ups Uh on Shabbat. So I would be the gabai. Yeah, and I can't (laughs) find I can't find a Kohen You know, because you need a Kohen a Levite in Israel. I think we found one right here. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're like you're like. Well, I'm a Kohen and I'm at, not, by the way. He of course is. No, but it's role playing. Is, it's role playing. Come yeah. on, you. And, and then I could be like, I need a Cohen. We can't go ahead with the Saturday prayers without a co- so Cohen. So where's reading. the fun? Well, and then that. you're like, well, yeah. well, what's it worth? What's yeah. it worth? Yeah, how, make it work for me. What are you going to offer yeah. me? And then we get into a sexual negotiation preceding <laughs> Wait, the Torah reading. This is reading.
1: really good. This is really good. This <laughs> reminds me of, well, this reminds me of, of your bat mitzvah. My bat mitzvah. <laughs> Rabbi Berg, uh, what a what a
2: good time for me and Rabbi
1: Berg. It was wonderful.
2: <laughs> well, should we? I think we're kind of nearing the end. I want to make sure we talk about your. You have an EP coming out. That is this correct. Week. This very week on the twenty third. So which wh- is when did you Wednesday.
1: make it? Um, I've been working on it this year. Um, some of the songs were written years ago, and just it wasn't the right time to release them. One of the songs on there, I wrote. Brett and I took a break a few years back, and the day that we broke up, I wrote the song. I, went, I had a session scheduled. I went into the session, and I was just like, the producer was producing, and I was behind him writing and weeping. And he just was like chiming in. or writing together. And then at the end, he saw that I was crying. He's like, oh, are you okay? And I said, no, I, Brett and I broke up today he goes you still have the session <laughs> <laughs> and now that song has made it onto the ep it's called how do i say goodbye it's one of my favorites um but i've got a lot of songs on there i have a song on there for my grandmother which is the first song on the ep and um means a lot to me as well and that the you know that song i wrote just after my grandfather passed away in august of last year because in some way, him being alive kind of kept her alive for me. I don't think I ever properly mourned my grandmother's death. I was very close to her, and after he passed away, it just kind of compounded that that loss. And then felt I was mourning both of them at the same time. And I went into the studio, and it, it's like a dance track, but it's a it's very what well, what an odd cathartic. trajectory to get to that place. I know. Wow. Um, but yeah, I love that song. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of this EP. I'm very proud of it.
3: Incredible. And then there's yeah. Ashley.
1: There's Ashley, and boy, is there a story in it. And, a and drama. Ashley's what we're gonna play. Yes. Right. What's the story? Well, um, <laughs> uh, somebody that I was in love with started dating this girl named Ashley, and the song kind of you'll it speaks for itself. You'll hear, and. Am I allowed to say what we
2: just experienced? I don't know. Ooh. You don't
0: have to, or what, we what can... is, this is I'll just say. Your, this I'll is you, you
2: getting too codependent with someone. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say too much. I'm not going to say too much. I'll this say, is when you push uh, as an interviewer. We got to push. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. Basically, uh, you can also call and
0: be like, "Please take that out." Well,
3: we'll. Yeah, we'll check with the lawyer. <laughs> we'll check yeah. with yeah. the lawyer. Text, I got a. Um.
1: I got a letter of intent to sue me wow. from this girl named Ashley. There's no last name in the song. It could be anybody in the first world. It's like world. the Kardashians in China Black. China, that's right. You're
2: about to go through This wow. girl
1: just sent and and the um the letter of intent was so laughable. It was so they were really grasping for straws with this with this alleged suit. And my lawyer was like, Oh, come on, this is total bullshit. There are fifty thousand people with the name Ashley in the specific state that you mentioned alone and uh this is nonsense and in fact there's a special clause in california law that protects artists freedom of speech so even if you had said her last name and tagged her on instagram and and made it very clear that it was her you would still be protected under that law but um i just thought it was such a joke that this person had heard the song or saw the video online and was like i'm gonna make a little cash grab here and i thought well i was right about you you fucking asshole i was right about you (laughs) you know you fucking indicating yeah Yeah. so it's just and the thing is the thing is just like fully that and it's just like hey if you don't like it write a song back make a piece of art about how much you hate me too take it to the streets what is this like bullshit also like nobody knows it's about you except for you
2: (laughs) so wow Man, yeah. I did not expect that story. All right, well, yeah. we got to play this that. yeah, guys. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this and for being so gentle with fun. us as we're opening up our podcast. I oh, love God, that it's we get so hot. We, should How we do we... another? Should we do like <laughs> three episodes
3: in a row? Yeah, and
2: um, follow Brett and Ari on their socials. I'll put the links in the show notes and. Um, We love you guys. We love Love you you guys. guys. Thank you for having us. It's so much
1: fun. So nice. So fun. And here we
2: go. This is Ashley from Ari. We love you. Beautiful babies. Don't think I can't pretend, can't pretend.